calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. So we hadn't kissed, we hadn't done like anything at all, except like secretly hold hands. Um, just sitting gay. through this fucking pain. So gay. Uh, so gay. And then the... Um, Gentleman Jack foreplay. Yeah, yes, I'm saying absolutely. like this is a period lesbian piece gay. Yeah. In that way, yeah. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, the JoJo Siwa haircut of podcasts. I'm Carolyn Bergier. Hey, I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with actor and comedian A.B. James. Hi. Hi, A.B. Hey. <laughs> hey, A.B. A.B.'s here. Hey. A.B. is here for this yeah. part. Why, why is that? Oh, I think we have a new format, Melody. Yeah, we're going to switch things up, you know. Because we're queer and that's queer culture is mm -hmm. to experiment and why not do it 232 episodes into the podcast. I mean, yes. this podcast yeah. has had a bunch of changes. We're fluid. Yes. Evolution, baby. Can't stay still. Yes. I no way. That. We're going to be left behind with the heteros if we do that. Yeah. So we need to continue <laughs> evolving. We do not want to turn into a pile of dust. So let us know your thoughts. Maybe, I don't know, other announcements. <laughs> the new format, no more topics. We are feeling like a little bit restricted by our topics each week. We love them. They served a great purpose. But sometimes we want to talk about multiple things because our guests contain multitudes. Yes. Right, A.B.? Hell yeah. 
Yes, so. we yes. have plenty of talking points that we can't just couch under one topic. <laughs> you know, like we need we need no boundaries. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Here at Diking Out, we are against boundaries. No. You've heard it here first. Melody is breaking news. We are now anti-boundaries. <laughs> you know, this is also my uh, adult ADHD, and I begged for this change. So hopefully yes. everyone's cool with it. I don't want to do topics anymore. Let's just yes. chat. Let's chat. Melody, Melody has been pushing to remove topics for a while. I was being a stubborn old and was like, no, that's her thing. And uh, she wore me down. Uh, no, I, I saw the brilliance of removing the topics. Let's do it. Also, join our Patreon uh, where you'll get all sorts of uh, juicy goss. And that is at patreon.com slash diking out. We have a discord if you subscribe at the $10 a month level and above. We have our next show at Stonewall, April 25th. But Melody, you can talk about that because I'm not going to be there. So I don't care. Yeah, Carolyn's out of town. She doesn't give a fuck. Um, We're going to be having the show still. I'm hosting it with my lover, Allie. Allie Clayton will be in the house. Um, We've got some fun comics. Walter Kelly, Lindsay Bowling, Blair Dawson, and Alex Kuman. You just... Wait and see who is the non-queer on the lineup. It'll be fun. It's like a game. Come hang out. Yes. It'll be fun. We give everybody one egg and you throw them at who you think the straight comic is. <laughs> <laughs> we should really do that. I think we should incorporate or that. Like an Easter egg. Yeah. 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 Okay. We need to go into it. Some things are changing. Some things are not. AB, we want to know. What's the gayest thing you did this week? Okay. The gayest thing I've done did this week. Well, I'm actually I'm still doing it. It it, it doesn't sound gay right away. So you just you gotta hear me out. Just like strap in for the ride really quick. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, we know how to strap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I I trust you guys. Uh, it's not your first rodeo. Um, <laughs> so the gays I have done or am doing this week is I currently am dog sitting for my therapist oh. and. <gasps> I know so many layers to this onion. Uh, so the reason it's so gay is not only for the fact that my therapist is like incredibly gay, uh, like to paint you a picture, she's like, oh, she has like an identical voice to Shane, but like the essence of bet. Uh, so, like uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. The identical voice thing. Very tricky. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Um, but the way I know her uh, is is very uh, weird because she was my or she is my high school therapist stepsister, as well as her wife was my educational tutor oh. in college. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the stepsister as well as her wife. Yeah. And- yeah. I like I this like- is a crazy. Uh, yeah, no, that's more yourself. of a more of a turn than I was um, letting okay. you on to be. But okay. now my partner is their dog walker slash caretaker. So <gasps> it's just like, you know, like that very like incestuous lesbian like web oh, yeah. that I've wow. woven. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's been it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Um, that's impressive. where she lives, you know, uh, <laughs> is that where you are right now? Cause it, Oh yes. Not only is this where I am right now, like this therapy. is where I have therapy. 
This yeah, is okay. her office. <laughs> yeah, it feels wow. from the limited corner of this room I can see, it looks like a therapist's either office or lobby home space. Yes, it's <laughs> definitely, it's everything you would imagine a therapist's house to be. Like, it's just this, like, very warm, calm vibe. No shoes. Everything's so clean. Um, yes. I love it here. I never want to leave. I get to be here for two weeks. So it'll it'll be. Wow. A, yeah. Yeah. Very, very wow. excited for that. I famously know nothing about my therapist. And today was actually a very revealing session because she was trying to illustrate a point and needed props to keep all the different players uh, apart. So at first it was like a pen and a pen and then a rubber band ball, but then she needed more objects. So started picking up these things off her desk. And that that's like the most information I have about my therapist. Like I know nothing else, but now I know that she does have like a crystal penguin on her desk and I'm, my mind is blown. I would have never thought that that was on her desk. Wow. And- Thank God you opened your marriage and got some more <laughs> people figurines maybe in the mix and you got to see why do that? you think it was automatically about that I why do you have think- a strong feeling i also have a lot of cousins you know it all starts with figurines and then the next thing you know you're living in her guest room and uh, it only takes 10 years and you'll be where i am i promise more than cradling figuring. her dog's shit in the palm of your hand. Literally That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. I love it. It's so great. But yeah. It feels very gay. I just am oh, like, yeah. wow, this is such an unorthodox dynamic. And it is just because we are so gay. My therapist said that uh, herself. So um, you can confirm that. Count it. But that's me. Great. What about you guys? Thanks for asking. Oh, my God. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, for me, it's it's always a twofer. Uh, it's always a gay location I've been. And this past week, I went to Jolene's in San Francisco. I was out in San Francisco visiting friends and doing shows. And I did go uh, to Jolene's uh, until it closed down, you know, so <laughs> just closing out the lesbian bar, doing shots, tipping go-go dancers, dancing yes. in the boob room. Yes. Um, having all the fun there. And then tell me about the boob room. The boob room is the dance room and it's all, I should it's the chest room. Um, and it's all different kind of chest, but mostly boobs, um, just plastered in black and white, um, all over the walls and that's where you go to dance. And then when you go to the bathroom, that's the butt room. Uh, it's all, but that's fun. So (laughs) that's great. Yeah. I like it. Uh, you know, great, great drinks. It was a good crowd, a little bit on the, the younger side, but like very diverse, good energy, uh, some fun characters and, um, yeah, that that was fun. The other gay thing that happened this week was we were driving into the city yesterday and there was like this BMW next to us and Cecilia goes, oh, I think it's Che Diaz. 
I'm like, what? And she's like, no, I definitely think that's uh, Sada Ramirez. And she's like, drive, drive next to them. Drive next to them. We have to see. Like, you, you need to look and see. So I'm like trying like through the traffic, getting to the Lincoln Tunnel, getting next to this BMW. And it's definitely just a dude. It's <laughs> just like a well-dressed dude in a nice car. And it is not Sada Ramirez. But the fact that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, immediately I must... Uh, navigate and like dodge all these cars to catch up to this in case <laughs> it's a, well, what would I have done? Oh, I have to share a fact I just recently found out yes. about Sarah Ramirez, which is you know the Vanessa Carlton song "A Thousand Miles." Oh yeah, making my way downtown. Okay, there yeah. is a theory with some evidence that makes people think that that song is about Sarah Ramirez. <gasps> oh, I just got full body chills. <laughs> I'm laughing at my body's reaction. Wow. They went to Juilliard together at the same time. I feel that was my reaction as well when I found out. And I was just like holding it in. Like nobody else cares but me. So it's like really nice to know I can share it. Um, oh wow. my God. And everyone, all the straights were, are all just in Starbucks listening to that song for the last, <laughs> you know, two decades, having no idea. Yeah, it's our song. It's ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We will get to, back to ask about that. Yeah. We're going to. Uh, yeah. yeah, we should get Vanessa on. Yeah. All she said was it was an interview in which she said it was somebody she went to Juilliard with and it's somebody famous. So she didn't want to say. And then well, I saw a TikTok, obviously, that was narrowing down who it could be. And it sounded like a TikTok guys, investigation. Yeah, of course Love it was. It. Thank you. I was like, we'll I don't know do how it. you got. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'll send it to you guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> awesome. But, yeah. Amazing. Um, there, there's also uh, a third, a third gayest thing, but I'm going to talk about that on the Patreon. So you have to sign up. But uh, yeah, your girl got on the apps, and I'll talk about that Ooh. on the Patreon anyway. Melody, what was your gayest thing? I'm still reeling from this trip to Austin. I was in Austin for the last week. I will keep most of my gay rage there. I'm not going to try and <laughs> shift the entire energy of this episode because I'm very angry. We were talking about therapy. I'm still actually trying to find a new therapist. But tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a gay version of therapy too. I'm joining my queer non-binary friend who was in Austin with me. We were basically there for our friend's wedding. We were treated horribly. This is someone I thought was my best friend for over a decade who really did us dirty. Things got homophobic. Things got a little racist. Like it was just unbelievable how just the queer we were me, my girlfriend and ever were the only queer people there. And the way we were treated was like, abhorrent um so i'm joining ever in their therapy session tomorrow like they oh. already had to devote their entire therapy two days ago to that they had to schedule a second session and their therapist suggested i join so that amazing you can help us write that. a long gay letter um but I, wow. I still managed to have fun um, while I wasn't on the ranch in Dripping Springs, Texas. I did get to hang out in Austin um, outside of the wedding. I got a DM from a listener telling me about a WLW meetup 
in Austin that meets uh, different like queer, queer adjacent bars. And there was one at Cheer Up Charlie's on Sunday. I um, was already planning on going there last Thursday. I went to a drag show because did I not talk about this on this very podcast that this friend made us go to the Broken Spoke, a verified homophobic racist establishment. I have video footage of this friend being like, well, thank God y'all came with me here. Can you believe I would have sent my wedding guests, everyone over who traveled over there? Tell me why you scheduled it still as an event in the lead up to your wedding. Obviously, Ever, Allie, and I did not feel comfortable going there. Instead, we went to Cheer Up Charlie's, a queer bar owned by a lesbian couple. I had no idea it was lesbian owned. I um, Actually, we complimented someone's shoes and we got to talking and that's how we learned we were talking to the owner of the bar and we got to talking about <laughs> lesbian bar project ever brought it up I was like do you know the lesbian bar project and she was like yeah and it was, it was like sorry oh. no shade I just like I've been trying to get in touch with them I was like oh they're my friends I'll text them right now and like within a couple days cheer up Charlie's in Austin Texas is now added to the list of lesbian bar projects bars that Yay! they're trying to save yeah, yeah. yeah. wow just announced i know we'll have had when this comes out a lesbian specific event which is something i don't think happens anywhere ever and i got drunk after that drag show thursday night and went all around austin asking where are the lesbians and everyone told us to go back to cheer up charlie's Mm -hmm. um so it feels good to have experienced you know so much disrespect homophobia just hate from like all weekend to then go back and learn that I feel like I kind of had a little hand in the queer scene there and like brought actual change. So at least there's that. Wow. We're yes. going to record our Patreon episode tomorrow. Um, that's where I'll funnel all the rage, get into all the specifics of how, you know, wildly uh, disrespected we were. It was, I, I don't know. I don't know how to talk uh. about it. Oh, and listen, if you're listening, do better and i don't know reach out like i she, oh my God. she only listens to this when she thinks she's mentioned and like i don't know i it's weird she's dead to me <laughs> the look on ab's face uh not realizing that she was gonna witness the the fallout of so literally one of my podcast. best friends since like 2009 10 like and ever oh. like we're done we're writing with Ever's therapist tomorrow a goodbye. Like, a, you just need to know how evil. Send it before the app comes out. Yeah. Oh. So, see it coming. There's that, that little fast. rainbow. Um, <laughs> there's a lesbian night now at Chirp Charlie's, and they're now an official lesbian bar project bar. You're welcome. <laughs> I was like, oh. I need to be as gay as possible while I'm here because she's trying to hide me. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, I'm sorry. So sorry. I'm swe- I've no, got yeah, upper I'm lip sorry. sweat just yeah. from even the rage. Yeah. Yeah. Abby, since you're in the therapist office, uh, do you have any advice for Melody? I feel like you're the de facto therapist while your therapist out of town. Thank you. Um, I just think I would like to say I think it's beautiful for you to look at the positivity of the situation. And although your friend couldn't provide you what you needed, you provided something else who needed for someone else who needed something and that you should be proud of yourself because this world, we cannot rely on others to give us our happiness, but we can give happiness to others. And that should be what is fulfilling. I don't know. 
because we are meeting right now for the first time. I don't know if this is like you or the effect of the environment, but that was so on point, so beautiful. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah. It made I've me feel in... better. I'm calming down. Yeah. Hey, if down. you ever need that, you can give me a call. I'm happy to do it. I did 10 years of therapy, two hours a day, five days a week. Not now Ooh. for the first five years. So, you know, I got a lot of it under wow. my belt. Yeah. Yeah, I like to say wow. I dropped out of college and then I went to like University of Therapy, major self-reflection. Uh, so <laughs> that's where I put it. I mean, hours. I was going to say that sounds like grad school. Yeah. Two hours a day, five. That That's more than the time that's I some spent credits. in classes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah, I love it. You do not have to answer this, but was there like an inciting incident or was it just like you needed to catch up? Like you hadn't been to therapy. Oh, like why I started therapy like so much. That, that's just like an intense course of therapy. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I and I'm very happy to talk about it. I, since I was 15, have struggled with uh, mental health uh, for a very, very long time. And so it's just like big ups and downs. And, and I just had like a huge breakdown when I first moved here. Cause I was like away from family. I actually moved yeah. here to be with my partner. And so like, it was just relying too Me much too. on that toxic relationship. Yeah. Isn't it great? I don't regret it anything <laughs> for the world. I think I would have moved here regardless, but I think just being away was just too hard. So I came back and then to LA and then I came back here and I started seeing my therapist. And so that's why I saw her so much uh, and like dropped out of school and then just hung out with her, which is also why we're so close. Cause she was like, I, I, she told me the other day, she's like, I've never seen a client as much as I see you. Like I see you more than I <laughs> right. see my wife. And I was like, same here. <laughs> so that I, yeah. So I love it. Therapy is so important. Amazing. I very much encourage it everyone is. to do therapy. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Our sponsor would love that message. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Betterhelp.com slash DM. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, some more about you. I would say what's going on with you, but uh, you know, you're you're basking in the glow of being on Hulu's How I Met Your Father, which I was so pumped to see you on. I didn't know that you were gonna be not only on it, but playing a love interest of um, one of our favorite humans, Tian Tran. Yes. Uh, mine too. I screamed. I screamed when I saw it. I was like, I could not love this reveal more. Uh, it's so cute. And it's set up for you to come back in a season two. Yeah. You know, and okay. in a cliffhanger. <laughs> I moved right across the hall, so they can't get rid of me that easy. Nice. Um, right. Yeah. So I and I'm really pumped that season two got 20 episodes. So I'm really hoping that they <gasps> wow. show more of that. Frankly, I just hope they show more of Tian because she's so fucking good. Like it's one of those things. Yes. Where people don't get to see how many takes we do of things. Every take she does is just so different yet so funny. And I just want her to have more so bad. So I feel so lucky to get to be like the catalyst of that. Because, you know, people yes. are so excited for the idea of, you know, Ellen finding love. Um, right. I am too. But yeah. 20 episodes. I feel like that's so rare nowadays. But, but yeah, I will uh -huh. say I enjoyed the first season, but it it did feel like when it was over, I was like, that was it? Because I know in like How I Met Your Mother, it would be stretched out over a longer episode order and you'd, you'd have a lot more. Yeah. 
And, yeah. but, and this has like the same kind of feel of how I met your mother, but obviously like more like relevant and obviously more queer, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and so fun. Oh man. Yeah. It's yeah. It's very exciting. What's really cool about it is like, there's so many people from, on how I met your father that worked on how I met your mother. Like I know like the second AD did um, the director is the same director. Like it's, and they very intentionally want to like, you know, allude to the show, but not make it seem like it's a spinoff, which I I really love about that too. But it's, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It's a fun nod with like the sets being the, some of the, a couple of the sets are the same. There's a, a cameo at the end and then having uh even though you don't get to to shoot with Kim Cattrall but that's oh, awesome that Kim Cattrall plays to bring her up I was so mother. excited to see her I know Tian told me all about it especially after all the like I'm not doing this show like and just like that you would think you know she's not and then bam she's on a show yeah it feels like it's a it's a, a show that a lot like Chris Lowell when I found out Chris Lowell was on the show I was like you're so great like an idea of you on a sitcom or Hillary Duff is like or T it's crazy but they yeah it's because they believe in the show so much which is like oh that's so cool like yeah even Kim Cattrall is like excited about being a part of it or even like Laura Bell Bundy and you know like that idea is like these people are just excited to be on it which is like so cool to be a part of but yeah no I didn't get to meet her I wasn't there that day Uh, but everyone said she was so nice like the nicest and I was like I I just still want to know what happened to SJP you know Abby, <laughs> uh, were you a Lizzie McGuire fan? Oh my gosh. I was going to ask. Growing of up? course. Of course. Great. And you have no idea how fucking crazy it is to yeah. work with her because I have to like hang out with her. And first off, we hung out a lot, like sitting, exchanging pictures of our chugs. Like I had a migraine. And so she like went and got me a Coca-Cola for my migraine. Like she is the sweetest. I had to just sit there and pretend like I haven't watched her like architectural digest video six times in a row because I'm such a big fan. Oh my God. The backsplash of her kitchen. She's so good. (laughs) I Um, love Lizzie McGuire. I mean, iconic. Like I, she's iconic. So yeah, it's yeah. really crazy. Or Josh Peck. That was also a really weird one where it was like, I watched you all the time as a kid or Leighton Meester. It is just a crazy wow. group yeah. of people. Um, but yes, Lizzie McGuire all the way. Um, huge fan. Everyone's getting really mad about the show though, about how I met your father we actually don't get a lot of negative comments, which I think is pretty great. But the one of the only ones we get are people are mad that she like didn't do the Lizzie McGuire reboot. Um, but she oh, like chose right, that got dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, if that's the biggest complaint, then then you guys are doing great. Yeah. I thought it was going to be that um, Tian's character's name is Ellen. I know. People are gonna be like, Boo. <laughs> I when I auditioned, she's for reclaiming it. it. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, I. They make one joke at the end of this of the uh, season, but yes. I was like, oh my god, this need that needed to be up top because that's what everyone yeah. <laughs> the moment you walked in the room. Mm-hmm. But I remember when yes. I got the sides to audition, her name was Ellen in it, and I was just like, I was uh, imagining 
just an ultimate dyke. Like I was like, that must be it. It's fucking Ellen. And so when I found out it was T and I was like, oh, that's refreshing. But I was like, I was like, well, you can't do the name Ellen. Everyone has an association with that. But yeah, we're reclaiming it, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I bet it was somebody who wanted to reclaim it for their friend. Like they have a friend that's like, yeah. why? I hate being named Ellen. And they're like, don't worry, babe. I got you. We're going to make Ellen cool again. And that's how by making her uh, a lettuce farmer. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so gay. Uh, yeah, so gay. So gay. I'm excited to see more of that element of it, too, because I'm like, I know that she left her lettuce farm technically, but she also yes. said she still works on it. So I'm like, how? <laughs> what right, does that right. mean? Getting um, lettuce residuals. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So have people been uh, reaching out to you? I know you mentioned that there are some ghosts from your past that have resurfaced since being on this show. Talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I've, there's been so many people, which also to me is like quite surprising, given that I like I think that my like my character isn't that big in it. So I was like really surprised by how many people just reach out. There are no small parts, AB. No yeah. small parts. Yeah. And I'm no small actor. So like, there's been a lot of, you know, like those comedians who you're friends with, but they're also like very competitive and you know, they talk shit behind your back. I've gotten a lot of those. I've gotten a lot of high school bullies, which I was just uh, like, just name him Andy Eganthorpe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Andy no. I'm just kidding. Andy's like the <laughs> nicest person in the world. I'm also, Andy did not joke. congratulate me, which it was fine uh, and crazy, but we used to run a show together. We were like, right. we're very good friends. Um, He's probably starstruck so, now. He's probably just starstruck. Yeah, it probably. I mean, he loves pop culture. So you're, yeah, he is probably nervous now to approach you. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a funny experience for sure. I, there's been, I feel like a, a lot of bitter people coming at me and I'm like, this is so interesting. If this is something therapeutic for you or, or what's going on here, there's have been nice people too, just in case there's somebody listening who did reach out. I'm very grateful that you reached out, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. It's a weird time. It was something I was talking about with Tian. Cause I was like, Oh man, like for you, is it like you two have like high school bullies coming your way? And she was like, no, not really. Like I, you know, that, that like wasn't my issue at all. And I was like, you're a comedian who hurt you. Like what's happening <laughs> here? Like that, it, that's not normal. That can't be okay. Somebody had right. to bully you, but no, she didn't. Universally loved. Yeah. Universally loved. And you know, can't, can't blame that. She's <laughs> perfectly unproblematic in the best yeah, way. She really is. But, uh, Yeah. Hmm. Talk about the YouTube of it all, though. My YouTube of it all? Your YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, man. That people yes. are oh, that's rediscoverying. What, yes, that's who've been reaching out. I'm so sorry. I blocked it out of my head. Um, oh, no, no. Uh, Haters first, YouTube second. Yes. Um, YouTube second. A YouTube. And so in high school, I was a heavy Tumblr user as well as I did um, uh, vlogs, LGBT vlogs of me at age 14 giving advice. Uh, oh my yeah, it's called Thursdaybies because they were on Thursday. <laughs> Uh, and it was in a collab, so it was like other people in it, but I did every Thursday. 
And uh, I, we had what was a big following back then. It was like a couple thousand, but like it, it didn't feel that big. I've never felt it was that big until now where people have been reaching out and are like, oh my God, it's Thursday B. Like, I know you from your vlogs or I wow. know you from your Tumblr. And I, I, I'm not really embarrassed about it because like, I know that in the end, my videos were actually very helpful to some people. Like someone reached out and was like, you were like my only access to like queer content that I could relate to and like things like that. So like, they're still up. I won't take them down, but it is still at the same time. Like remembering that I was a vlogger is a little cringy. Um, also like 14. <laughs> so and I'm like, here's dating advice. So I'm like, what the fuck did I know? Uh, nothing. Do you check in on it and see the views going up and up or <laughs> is it no, just No, I don't. I have friends who do because they love to make fun of it, but I <laughs> um no, I'm like I can't watch it. You know, I can't I can't watch myself pretend like I know what I'm talking about with like Tegan and Sarah playing in the background, you know? <laughs> it's just it's just every like lesbian stereotype of like 2008 in one. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that part has been weird. People reaching out for that has been weird. They've been commenting on my partner stuff as well about it, which I was like, <clears throat> that, oh, and I'm like, now more people are seeing it. <laughs> I was like, please don't. Um, but yeah, that's been good. I've also been getting a lot of Jewish viewers of the show reaching out and like talking about how excited they are to see like Jewish presence in a show, especially like yeah. queer Jewish stuff, which is like something I hadn't fully thought about. But I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is quite um, different, which which has also been very positive. You know, I'm just like changing lives yes, one way or yes. another. Making you know? that Shiva queer. Yeah. Yes. Making it as gay as possible. Loved it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, so those are, yeah, those are mostly the people who've been reaching out, which has been just like, yeah, blast from the past for sure. I feel like between that and Shiva baby, half of queer Jewish content takes place at a Shiva. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it's, it's been a great year for gay Shiva. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Amy, I'm dying to know. You teased out a pandemic quarantine (laughs) love story. (laughs) Never told on the internet. Never told. This is an exclusive. (gasps) that I we will love a share scoop. with you. That is now, now that we talked about how famous you are. Now we're <laughs> now, now we're getting the scoop. Yeah, now <laughs> it's the scoop. Great. Everybody's dying to know. It's been all the talk. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, and it is a bit juicy. And I realize that some people may be <laughs> portrayed in a negative light. So I will do my best to kind of more describe their actions as opposed to their character and let the listener come to their own conclusions about some people. But um, we won't mention them by name. I'm like I did (laughs) right up top. I said, if you're listening, (laughs) yeah, we'll bleep it. Go for it. Yeah, no, I, cause I like talked to my partner about, I was like, Hey, I didn't really ask you. Is like this. Okay. And she was like, yeah, I just don't, want to have to worry about any backlash if things get too personal, which I was like, I mean, I'm still going to give you the juice. Don't worry about it. But yes, no names, whatever. A a very brief background. So uh, my partner, I'm still dating uh, Kira. She's a really lovely um, stand-up comedian herself. Uh, A few years ago, we met on a show we instantly became best friends, like attached at the hip, like just so close. Um, I was like currently casually dating someone. She was getting back into this relationship with this girl. So it just like wasn't any time for us to like connect then. However, for like the rest of like, it was like a year and a half, everybody, including my therapist was like, 
why aren't you with Kira? Like what's happening here? Like, this is so obvious. Everyone in the room can see it. And I was like, no, no, it's not. That's crazy. She's just my best friend. Like that's the way it is. I would, you know, I just want to spend the rest of my life with her in a platonic (laughs) way. It's normal. Right. Uh, So then fast forward to the uh, pandemic, we're doing our first lockdown. I live alone. So I reached out to her and was like, hey, would you want to come stay with me? Uh, And because I just like, I don't want to be alone in the pandemic. And she was like, yeah, this the whole thing is my ex. uh, I just don't know how to leave her. But like the week before, uh, Kira was planning on breaking up with her. And so she was like, I'm, I'm going to break up with her. And then I'm going to come and stay with you. Like let, let that be the turning point of she has her own space to live in. She can process the breakup by herself. And then, you know, Kira can come here. And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Then the <laughs> night before she was like, I cannot do it. Like, I feel like I'm abandoning her in the midst of a pandemic. Like this isn't working. Uh, and, uh, I was like, I was like, fine. And let me also just say as nicely as I can, this person is just not only not the right fit for Kira, but not the right fit for anybody in Kira's life, uh, kind of butt heads with everybody in her life. Like just didn't, there wasn't a lot of positive, um, things that she brought to the table. We all have that X. We all have that X. But I was like, fine, just both come here, just both moving here. And that's when I should have really known that I was in love with her because I was like, I would rather live with her ex wow. and then be with not with her. So it was the three of us living together for three months. This is so gay. Yeah. Yeah. This is so gay, but also <laughs> definitely sounds like something that I would have done in another lifetime, like for sure. Right. <laughs> I just like yeah, wanting like, somebody wanting someone so bad that you're inviting their ex that you don't like to move in just to yeah. spend more time you with were them. Sprung. Uh-huh. Wow. I was. And for me also, it was like not just that. It was like I I didn't want Kira to have to be alone with her. Like that wouldn't be that right. relationship caused Kira so much stress. And I was like, if you're alone with her, you are going to crumble. So I was like, that can't happen. Um, and they don't live together. So it would also put, you know, Kira's roommates in an in awkward position. So I was like, I'm your best friend. Put me in the awkward position. You know, they fought a lot and things like that. So it's like, if you guys fight, I'll just go to my room. It's fine. I said that not realizing how much Kira's ex would instigate fights. Um, so I was like, ooh, this is a lot uh, different than I realized. Um, You're just like peeing in jars in your room because you yes. can't come out. <laughs> I, just, I literally would store food in my room because I was like, I, I can't. Oh, and they would and Kira would try to be like oh go into like because I had a second room like go into the guest room so like we can finish the conversation and and her ex would be like no we're gonna have it right here in the living room and I'd be like I can't okay um so that was was really hard and I was talking to Kira about like you know it's just not healthy for for her and I was like worried about her and she was like you know what 
her ex was in the middle of getting her master's. Um, she's a filmmaker and a very talented one at that. And an extra gay uh, loop, her final film uh, project is a documentary heavily featuring both Kira and I. So it's like a movie almost about us. And she was like, I can't, I can't break up with her knowing she hasn't finished editing her movie where she would have to see my face every day. She's having finals. She's stressed. I was like, wow. okay, well, maybe after she finished editing the show, the documentary, break up with her. And she's like, yeah, okay, that's fair. And then that happened. And then it turned into, oh, I can't because I have to be there for graduation. And I was like, oh, my God, it gets another month of it it now being like I she has wanted to get rid of her from the beginning. And we are now on like month three. Um, and then they got into one of their other um, fights that for me felt so incredibly toxic and um, to me, not fully safe that I was like, okay, this is it. Like it had to take something that extreme for me to be like, okay, I just, I have to tell you I'm in love with you because I can't watch you do this. And which is what I said. Uh, and she was like, she was like, oh my God, I never thought this day would come. She was like, I've been in love with you the moment I met you. All of, you know, gushy, mushy. I know. Yeah. This is a pandemic rom-com. This is yeah. the quintessential pandemic rom-com. Wow. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, we, we, we talk about like, pro, like possibly writing about it because it's like, yeah, it's just so, also You're just obligated so gay. To. Yeah, yeah, we have to now. But just you wait. So we go, she goes, oh no. <laughs> something happened with her film and she has to like redo things right after I tell her how I feel. And I also, her ex was very good at explaining things that even to me, I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense that we're going to just do, we're going to live on your timeline. And that makes sense. And uh, so we waited like four or five days, didn't do anything. So we hadn't kissed. We hadn't done like anything at all, except like secretly hold hands. Um, just oh sitting gay. through this fucking pain. So gay. Uh, so gay. And then the um, gentleman Jack foreplay. Yeah. Yes, I'm saying absolutely. like, this is, a period lesbian piece gay yeah in that way yeah <laughs> my therapist was like I um so my therapist yeah was always like you should be with Kira like what are you doing and I was like I just I can't risk losing this friendship it means everything to me also like that kind of you know that hair when Harry met Sally idea where it's like if you fall in love with your best friend, like that's it, you're going to marry them. And I was like, I'm too, yeah, I'm like, this would be the person I'm with for the rest of my life. Like, no, let's be best friends for a while until I feel ready. Um, <laughs> but the reality was I was ready. Uh, but she said to me, like, when I finally told her, she was like, yes, that's amazing. And the next day, I was like, well, you'll never guess, but we do have to hold off for a bit. And she was like, God damn it. You already did the slow burn. What are we doing here? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's very true. Finding out that everyone in our life was like, yeah, we know. And we're like so excited about it because they were like, we've been waiting was yes. uh, very, very uh, assuring. But 
we had to wait the three weeks and then she finally broke up with her. And I guess I won't go into this too much. I will say it was a 10 hour breakup um, in which for certain reasons um, she wanted to, and Kira ended up telling her why. And uh, she still uh, wanted to stay in my apartment. That I don't get. (laughs) Me either. I I will never know. Oh, I get it. Exes are terrible. Of course she wants to stay around and and cause trouble. Yeah. So painful for her. Yeah. I was like, you literally want to like the whole idea was like the ex wanted Kira to leave and then for her to stay with me. And I was like, you want to live with the girl your girlfriend's in love with? Is editing all the footage not enough? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) exactly we still waited we waited for everything to be done we waited for all of it and so it was like i and again color correcting color well that that was that was the whole issue where she was like now i have to go and recolor correct like there's some something like that was like a technical issue what was it a documentary on sexual tension like what was this (laughs) it's actually a really interesting documentary talking about like the lack of sex education for queer people. And okay. I, it's oh, really, okay. really cool. I mean, listen, like there are a lot of positive things about her. And <laughs> that's that's some might that be. was so hard for you to get out. Spit it out. I also just so like, you threw so, up in your mouth a little bit and then you continued. I actually did. I actually did. It's, it's just hard because it's like, I don't want to seem like an asshole like and like blast a person for like actions that also, you know, I know that the pandemic can cause a lot, although I don't think it was at all the pandemic that made her so much of the way she was. But right. I think that it's I'm like, no matter what I feel towards her actions, like I, I, I don't feel like it's if I was like you and it's like she was like my best friend and I was like, yeah, I was fucking blast her because I'm fucking pissed and we can then talk about it. I was like, I don't want to ever talk to this person again and I don't want to give them any reason to talk to me. You know, that's why <laughs> yeah. I feel like. But one day I'll give you the uh, extremely unfiltered version. Very yeah. raw. Please. Uh, yeah. Falling in love with your best friend is the best. I want to know everyone's sun sign. OK. <laughs> yeah. OK. I'll tell you that. Uh, Kira is a Scorpio. Uh, the X is a Leo, and I'm a Capricorn. Spicy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I knew you were a Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. I love a cat. It was too chaotic. They needed someone more grounded. There. Yes. There you come in. We love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. This yeah. podcast is becoming a Capricorn po- propaganda <laughs> podcast. Right. Like, I know. <laughs> Honestly, it should because we get such bad rep. <laughs> Like, I feel like everyone is like, oh, my God, my sign. Like, everyone says something bad about my sign when I tell them. But I'm like, Capricorns, it's almost the worst because they're like, oh, you're boring and money hungry. And it's yeah. like, fuck the off. The way people's no. faces drop and their brows furrow when I say Capricorn sun, Virgo moon, Capricorn rising, it's like, get out. <laughs> like, I am Double dead. cap. D- double cap. Wow, I wow. love double that. boring. <laughs> no, 
I don't get it. I don't get why people think that about Capricorns. I feel like every time I talk about being a Capricorn, like you're a Capricorn and a comedian. Mm, yeah. I don't see that. Like, right. It's like, <laughs> um, I've been arrested. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fun. Yeah. I was intoxicated in public even. <laughs> yeah. I'm a kooky character <laughs> that, uh, but yeah, so I think it's important to really like push the Capricorn, um, break those stereotypes. Thank you. Um, we really need that. Uh, <laughs> Earth signs in general, fucking, we know how to get it done. I'm like, you need an Earth right. sign around. So yeah. maybe, maybe not a Taurus, but I, <laughs> the other three are great. Yeah, my I ex love Tauruses, Taurus. but I'm um, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I was I like, I think Tauruses are fine. <laughs> Mm. No, get it done. It can also be fun. That's all I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> we get right. fun done. Ah, <laughs> uh, I was in a, a conversation with a a friend yesterday and catching up and like telling some story about something, and they're like, "Wow, you were really prepared. Wow, that's yeah. you were prepared from a young age. Oh, that was very responsible of you." I'm like, "Okay, yes, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Capricorn." Uh. Yeah. Oh, a good plan is that's what eases anxiety, man. I always say that to people too. But but I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. I was like, no, it wasn't. It's like, of of course, like she's like, you even brought an umbrella. You looked at the forecast. I'm like, I always look at the forecast to see if I need to bring. How do you leave the house not doing that? Right. (laughs) That makes me so mad. And to me, a bunch of wet air signs. When people (laughs) don't read the directions of things and then something goes wrong, like Kira the other day, like we got a new electric tea kettler and she's like, why are you reading the directions to this? And I'm like, um, how do you know how to steep your tea? You're just going to throw it in there and fuck it up. (laughs) No, no. Same with humidifiers. I'm like, you got to know how to clean them. They get dirty. Um, so I feel you. I don't like, I don't like when, when information is right there for people and then they don't use it. It's something I've learned about, uh, dating Kira where she's just like comfortable being uncomfortable. Like if it's raining and she has nothing, she goes, okay. And just will be in water and like, whatever. And I'm like, what? I would just be like, I could have prepared. Yeah. I don't get it. That era, the Y2K, the bell bottoms dragging, like that soggy ass flare oh. jean. I'm oh. still so upset that I had to oh. even feel a little like sand water uh. on my heels. Like, fuck that. And it's I can't believe it's back. But we'll see how many Capricorn Gen Z kids get into this trend because it's very unpleasant. So many are going to do it. So yeah. many. I hope Jenko jeans comes back. Oh yeah, I, I saw. I think it is actually. Like, if we're gonna have to do this, I'm seeing yeah. some of that and like the UFO pants and yeah, yeah, all of that. But they they are low rise. What I'm seeing and that I won't do again either. No, no, I just low like rise. an impassioned argument about this. I was like, we have a choice. Okay, <laughs> we we don't have to do this again. Oh. <laughs> right. uh. When we found the high waist, it was when we were like, oh, or found it again, because obviously it was in the world before. It was like, oh, this is 
the way things should be. It's comfortable. I can bend down and not worry about my butt crack showing. I don't need low rise jeans are for Jessica Beals in that vampire movie only. I don't (laughs) want to see it anywhere else. Oh, Oh anyway, so I feel you. Very passionate about it. (laughs) Just don't stop making the the high rise jeans, you know? Yeah. Just keep those options open. We'll be fine. We'll get through this. We'll be okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) I love the way this is like jumped. We've just like bobbed and weaved into different directions. I would have never expected. I know. I'm like, is this cool? We're trying to figure this out. Well, that's the, that's the freedom of the new format. Yeah. This is ADHD. Like this is it. Like this is. You know. I think this is why it works for Melody. Yeah, yeah. I can't stay on for topic too for that reason. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes no, we would be to be frank uh, with like past interviews. We ran into an issue where I think the guest would also be ADHD, and like yes. So two out of three of the people are trying to stay on topic, and then Carolyn would feel like she would have to rein us in. But then we'd be like talking in a cyclical way, like circling the drain on a topic that we're not lo- talking about anymore because. We're, some yeah, ADD right. people steered it elsewhere. I know. I'd be like, yeah. speaking of uh, the the circus, how do we get that back to parasocial relationships? Yeah. Like, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good point. Yeah, your transitions. Internalized I mean, homophobia. You did amazing yeah. transition work over the last couple of years. Yes, that yes. That didn't go uh, unnoticed. <laughs> yeah. For a cis person, I'm great with transitions. Uh <laughs> So dumb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of transitions, uh, another thing that that you mentioned, which you know we really haven't given it the respect it's due, is a uh, girl trash all night long. Which I Thank saw you. that was actually one of my last pre-pandemic hangs. It was like right when we're like, should we be quarantining? We should kind of be quarantining, but. Our neighbors at the time, our gabers, we'd recently hung out with them. So we're like, we think it's safe to still hang out with you. And we've been talking about doing this movie night to watch Girl Trash. So so that was my timeline was uh, March 2020 was when I finally saw it. Even though I was a spashly uh, South mm-hmm. of Nowhere fan, I'd seen the clips of Girl Trash, just like the hot makeout clip. Um, it was on one YouTube. of the first things we talked about because around that time you asked me to start like guest co-hosting while you looked for a new person and you asked me if I had seen it and I was like yeah just yeah. like clips on like our chart <laughs> I don't know like YouTube yeah, yeah. clips and then you went and watched it and then everything shut down I still haven't right. seen it in full are you obsessed? Are... Okay. Oh am I am I obsessed? Yeah. Uh, if yeah, you make the I've case for it, Melody, I've seen it about twelve times and I okay. will tell you why. <laughs> It is a compilation of every B-list character from like the L word mixed with like South of Nowhere. Also really cool things like, (laughs) cool to me, super small cameos. Like in in the beginning, the person who's essentially Shane is sleeping with this woman. That woman is the girl from Loving Annabelle. Did you ever see that? That lesbian love movie? No. I definitely know what Loving Annabelle is. I never watched the. That was another YouTube uh, highlights one for me because right. I've I've heard it's 
bad? It's or, so no, bad. You it? don't need to see it. Also, because the teacher okay. she falls in love with is not attractive. So it's like, I, you can't really get into it. But still, I, I think was that like, was it for me. I think that was my hang up. I was yeah. like, not my kind of teacher hot. Oh, my God. There is this one. There's this other one called <gasps> Bloomington or something. I'm going to have to figure it out. It's Kira's favorite okay. movie. And it's essentially the same dynamic. But both of the girls are quite hot, although they kind of look alike. So for me out of it but for i could still understand there it's a very weird like mommy like like baby dynamic where there's this one like oh, sex scene where she's giving her a sponge bath like it's but it's very sexual no. very weird um oh but also what i love so there's cool things like small cameos from like random easter eggs yeah of easter eggs yes but also that the fucking leads are straight which is so funny to me the woman who wrote the music who plays one of the main girls is straight. Ricky? Yeah, and the one with the ponytail was in the bang. The blonde, yeah. Or yeah. But, she yeah. does a lot of stuff with a Katie She looks Musi. like a cater waiter in the <laughs> in the clips. They like mm-hmm. dressed her and then, but they're like, oh, but you know what we'll do to make it look good? Leather gloves. And then she just wears like fingerless leather gloves the entire time. And I love oh that. Oh my God. But it, <laughs> But, oh, I have so many, uh, so many elements of this to tell you. But I also love that, not, I don't love that it's problematic. Um, There's a lot of, like, insensitive things. And those are the parts that are quite unsettling. But the fact that it's, Everything with Rose Rollins. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so bad. They did her dirty. They did uh, Rose dirty. That, also, that fucking rap in the car where they're like, yeah, I'm gonna go shoot him up. And it was just like, it sounded like a fifth grader wrote the song. Um, but it is, it's so good. I have a fun fact for you that okay. it didn't start at the movie. There was a web series of Girl Trash. Yes. But it's an entirely different storyline in which they are um, the girl who plays like that chain character, like has a gambling addiction, which they kind of bring into the movie, but they're like, it like really in trouble. And her love interest is what you call it. The blonde woman from Garfunkel and Oates. Do you know her? Oh, that's her the one I was Ricky. Uh, and it starts with the L her last, the blonde one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. The, oh yeah. No, no the, yeah. No, not her. So you saw the webisodes or the, not the movie. Yeah, the web series. Oh, so okay, did you, so see you that? saw the web series. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw the movie. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, R- Ricky Lindholm. Yes. Yes. Thank okay. you. Yeah. So did you see that crazy, weird scene between Splashly when they're tied up in chairs and all of a sudden they start fucking? Yeah. And you're like, how yes. did they get out of the chairs? Yes. Yeah. I thought we watched a clip of that on YouTube together in your apartment, Carolyn. I don't know. But... Probably. I love bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, sorry. I'm going to sign out again. Did you ever see the web series of South of Nowhere that finishes the story of their lives? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. I'm really glad you're there with me on this. Like, I'm not alone. <laughs> I definitely I was like no like especially I need I need to know yeah um oh my gosh <laughs> what a time what a time also did you know the woman who, who played um <laughs> Ashley is married to the guy friend the creepy guy friend in it who just like fucking watches and shit not huh? you know the weird one who like dates her in the beginning 
And then she's like, no, I'm going to date Spencer. Um, uh, wait, I'm looking she's at. A, oh, he's the yeah, one yeah, that's yeah. sperm donor for the baby in the webisode series. They're right. married. They're married and have a kid. Okay. Or kids. Yeah. That's hmm. my fun fact. But Man, like you were, I know when this came out like I was aware of it and I was like just starting to realize I was queer in high school and like looking around poking around online but you're I feel like you're definitely younger you're making your YouTube videos at 14 and you're watching these like very niche lesbian web series you were so plugged in uh listen as as a Capricorn I did my research you know yeah. I was like a shot at love with Tila Tequila was a big one for me oh same if, yeah oh uh, Danny Campbell I still mm-hmm. follow her check up on her uh <laughs> till this day 2008 she won most eligible um like single lesbian in like Fort Lauderdale or something. Um, <laughs> so she's doing well. Uh, don't worry about I feel like her. There, there's like an army of Danny stands who follow up like just never they they held on and never let go yeah. after Shot at Love. I mean, you no, can't be you? on a like major network cable network like that and have that haircut and expect to like live it down at that like time. We, yeah, at that right. time. There was nothing. Yeah, like for that. sure. She's so brave, a true pioneer. Her mm-hmm. and Kim Stoltz from Cycle 5 of America's Next Top Model. Okay, Kim Stoltz has agreed to dike out with us. It's a matter oh. of scheduling. So I'm very excited about that because Kim Stoltz was one for me that I was like, who is this lesbian on TV? And that's that was like my entry wow. point into um, becoming an America's Next Top Model fan. Oh my God, me yeah. as well. So pivotal. <laughs> humped a pillow after watching her in a bikini. So that is, uh, yeah, very, I always make the joke. I was like, man, if I ever met her, I would not be able to look her in the eye knowing what I did as a child. Oh man. That was when we met Kate and Leisha for sure. (laughs) It was was very difficult to look them in the eye after things I did when I had that season four on my iPod. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh what a throwback <laughs> that's so funny oh my god uh okay a couple more things that that we need to talk about as we wrap up here um you had a podcast with another podcast queer darling garilotting mm-hmm. yeah called queer york city Yes. And how chaotic was making that podcast? Because I was on an episode. <laughs> Ooh. I was like, congrats to these queers for doing the work because it was a great concept, but to record on location at places, to, to tell everybody what, what the podcast was and it exists and you can still listen to it. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, the podcast queer york city it's all about finding queer spaces places and things uh in new york city and so yeah majority of our stuff would be on location so we did like an episode where we did like queer uh, like the queer speed cruising and so like we like did like the mini date things with everybody and got people there we did something at the woods and you just like Doing the live footage stuff is a lot because you just have to record for hours to try to get people to give you like some good 
sound bites. Cause you know, they're not like mentally right. prepared for an interview or anything. And then we come in, do our own interviews. Sometimes we'll bring a guest that we met and like have them looped in. The one that we did with you was the first and only time we ever did it, which we tried to do a live show. And yes. that went Ooh. not as expected. <laughs> right, right, right. Was yeah, it was a very good learning lesson. We decided to go back to our usual format for a yeah. bit. Uh currently during uh once the pandemic started, we uh kind of put things on hiatus and I um guess that there were other creative passions that Gara feel felt like they needed to explore more. And so yeah. I uh, allowed them to go do that while, you know, kind of trying to hold down fort, but it feels like at this point it's, you know, up to me to, you know, bring it back. Um, and so I yeah. really want to do that. Oh, cool. I am really passionate about the podcast and we did so much great work together that I, I, I'm excited to bring it back. You know, Gara's always open and welcome to join again, but I, you know, our baby's been put to rest for a little too long. And so I'm going to get it back up on its feet. So. All right. Yeah. Cool. So. And another thing you have going on is Hype Dykes. Let's talk about Hype Dykes. Yeah. So Hype Dykes was what, thank you. Uh, Hype Dykes is what Kira and I decided to do when uh, she moved in with also the ex. Uh, and uh, because originally we wanted to start a show called Hype Dykes, we were planning to do it. And then obviously it all, we were planning to do it at the woods actually, but then it, you know, with the pandemic, oh it kind of dissolved. And so we're like, you know what, let's make memes to try to like, you know, keep it going. So then when we can do shows, we can start promoting, we'll have followers, yada, yada. So yeah, we just make memes. That was like how we spent all of our time. I currently back then didn't have a job and nor did Kira. So it was literally all we did. And uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it blew up and it's been super fun and exciting to do. And we're hoping to start a comedy show with that. Um, Amazing. And you have merch, right? Hype Dykes yes, merch? Yes, we have merch. Ooh, we're relaunching yes. our stuff at the end of April. So like for Pride is going to be. Okay. We'll have it out before Pride is the goal. All right. Well, we're nearing the end of this interview and we used to do a listener question and we're going to move that portion of the pod to Instagram. Wow. Isn't that fun? Listen, uh, it is going to be answer. fun because yeah. instead of getting, well, we get a lot of questions. We're unqualified, frankly, to answer too. So we couldn't yeah. give our advice to the best of our knowledge, put it on our stories and then open a question bubble and have everyone else weigh in too. And Collective it'll be advice. interactive. You'll get different types of advice, different perspectives. I think it'll be good. To wrap up, what are your hopes and dreams for the queer community? It doesn't fully apply to what you're saying, but I really wish that it was just like universally clear that wearing slip on sandals with socks is a queer thing. I get very mad when I see straight people do it. Yes. And I was telling this to my sister and she was like, mm, that's not a thing. Um, she also was like, like, uh, like flannels also aren't like just for lesbians, like let it go. But I feel like if we could take something, I would just hope it could be that. 
Well, where can people follow you um, on Instagram and also follow Hype Dykes? Uh, yeah, you can follow me um, uh, personally, uh, A.B. James, A-B-Y-J-A-M-E-S. Um, and then, yeah, on Instagram, it's Hype Dykes, exactly how you'd think it would be spelled. Amazing. Yeah. And people can watch How I Met Your Father on Hulu. Yes, they can. And Disney Plus. Oh, and nice. Disney Plus. Yes. yes. Great. Love it. You can follow us at Diking Out Everywhere. And you can follow me at TGI Carolyn. And you can follow me at Melody Kamali. AB, thank you so much for Diking Out with us. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. It was my pleasure. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.